Howdy, here's Bonnie with a quick edge. I started podcast recording. What I missed from the beginning was a platform that allowed me to record my interviews with my guests in a way that gives me complete overview over the entire situation, over the audio quality, video quality, internet connection. And exactly after three years of podcasting, I finally found my platform to record on. It's called Sandcaster. It's so easy to record a podcast on Sandcaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layer backups and show you always have your recordings in highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. All you have to do is go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, that's spelled Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use my code Bonnie's Legends, that's B-O-N-N-I-E-S-L-E-G-E-N-D-S and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster pay plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Welcome to the part two of my conversation with Olivia Dutoma. Welcome to Bonnie's Legends. Welcome to... No, this is actually not the feat. My mind is all over the world. Uh, welcome to Bonnie's Legends. I'm your host, Bonnie Orbison, And I hope you had a great day. You have a great day. Wherever you are in the world. I am so grateful you started listening to this episode. And you want to tune in to my conversation with Olivia. If you have missed part one of our conversation, don't worry. It's Those two parts are not dependent on each other, <laughs> except if you want to have a more in-depth introduction of who Olivia de Toma is, then you should listen maybe to part one. But um, again, those two parts are not really dependent on each other. In part one, we basically just talk about a new single push and about a musical journey, as I said before and in this part i already spilled the tea what this episode what we're going to talk about in this upcoming episode um at the end of part one <laughs> and then noticed i i am actually recording the ending not the intro so here you go again this conversation you're about to listen to is mostly surrounding indie music and the music industry nowadays Basically, we start off with talking about indie music and then we notice that 
there are so many different definitions of what indie music is. And because, you know, we have the independent artists who do music and that's indie music, but also there's this entire genre of basically their entire Spotify playlists, the popular artist called Indie 2. So that's how we kind of start off, started off the conversation and then completely sidetracked. I, in the middle of it, I just put down my notes and questions. I was like, this is so good, the conversation. I, we just keep going. And so, yeah, basically we touched on that and then we go and then we talk about the music industry, how it is nowadays to be an indie artist. She talks about, you know, how how you have to promote a song at the moment, how you have to promote a new single at the moment. Again, here we touch again, based on how release went, the push. And um, also like how nowadays, especially the social media, short form content is prioritized in the music industry and how she kind of really wants it different. And so, yeah, I really love the oral conversation. I hope you have a great time listening to this and yeah ladies and gentlemen here's Olivia for part two ladies and gentlemen I have Olivia de Toma on my podcast hey guys <laughs> I love how everyone's like waving and I'm like this is a podcast <laughs> yeah I, I don't know where we got that from um it's, uh... maybe because everything on tv on the news and stuff like turned into zooms and everyone's always waving oh yeah yeah nature is so weird (laughs) do you remember okay the last time you were in the podcast we talked about your single sorry that's okay wait wait wait. it was it was a while ago push was was the most recent one push yeah 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 it was push or pusher no it was push Mm -hmm. okay sorry or it might have been depending on when we did it it could have been that push was coming out it actually i don't think it had come out yet technically um yeah the song was not out yet then we we were like recording so i'm like looking up your name now (laughs) yeah it was almost done or it was done and i think i was promoing it but it wasn't released yes yeah um but the other one was out yeah it was drifter with was out yeah and I have to say, um, yeah, Drifter became really a soothing song for me. I mean, it's no, I, I mean, it's it's a surprise I haven't listened to it today because I did, had like my theory test and I was like really nervous. And usually when I'm nervous, I like go to my go-to soothing song and that's Drifter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It is soothing. I, it's definitely a, an easy goer. Yes. And so oh. like my, my memories after the song are like, I don't know, right before, like, you know, when you have to, like, wait to, like, get into the waiting room for the exam. And mm. as I said, I graduated high school this year. So there were a lot of exams. So I always, like, put my headphones on and just listen to Drifter on repeat. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, my God. That's yeah. funny for someone like me, because as a, I'm because I'm so deeply anxious. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, as a person. So yeah. um, that's, that's kind of cool because it's, like, um, obviously that's a very soothing song but it's a little yeah. ironic like my brain is like laughing at that because it's like it's thinking it's funny that somebody as stressed out as me could make something yeah. soothing enough that somebody wants to put it on every time that they're in a stressful situation like that's very cool yeah yeah well you deserve this 
Thanks. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a surprise I haven't listened to it today, but I remember. I just remembered it now that I was thrifted because this morning I was like, which was, what, what was the song I always put on like before my exams? Yeah, because that one was <laughs> so, out. And then now that I saw you, I was like, oh yeah, that was Drifter. Yeah, it was Drifter. The first one, the baby. Yeah. yeah. I have so, that song, like it's existed for so long. It's funny, like I don't listen to it that often because every time I listen to it, I think of like three ways I want to re-record it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I feel but, um, it's nice to cause just have it as it is, you know, because yes. like it, it was what it was and it is what it is. And it is, I like, you know, I like it the way that it is. Um yeah. But yeah, I'm like, it was the first one. It's been around. I feel like it's cute. I see a lot of artists doing like like 10th anniversary things for their songs yeah. or like two-year anniversaries for their albums. Um and it's funny, I feel like, and I kind of like it because it's like. I feel like there's a larger conversation about this going out in general with content as a whole, but it's like, yeah, I feel like people are getting a little less afraid to like reuse what we've got, you know, like, and yeah. I guess I'm speaking of like bigger, like big bands, you know, who like have made like yeah. lots, added lots to their discography, but it's nice to see that kind of a, an attitude because it's like, it's a shame to just let things like fall into the ether until we're like really old. Like, and maybe it's also just that we're getting, I'm getting to that age where like bands that I used to listen to are like, we're it's like, we're all in a new era and they're like, well, it would be fun to do like a throwback tour. Yeah. Uh, not the same as like the Fleetwood Mac ones, but it's like giving that, like, it feels like that, like, you know, like the revival tour, like reunion yeah. tours, like that's, I think it's happening earlier now. Yeah. And it's not like people are running out of ideas. Like, I don't think that that's the, the reason. Like, yeah, I get um, you. But it's like nice to like go back and like sit with things that are old. Like, I mean, Taylor Swift is doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, I didn't get tickets, <laughs> but she's Who doing did, it. Though? Yeah. <laughs> um, But it's cool. But it's cool that she's doing that, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so it's like I, you know, I kind of. I stopped being so intense with myself about where the song sat, you know, when it came out. Yeah. It was what it was. And it's like totally great. Yeah. But I'm excited to do more. I'm I'm like, I just learned a lot over the past couple of years. Um, mostly from playing live too, honestly. Yeah. You played live a lot this year. Yeah. And I guess yeah. like when I look back at it, yeah, I did. Um I get you get caught in the vortex of social media a lot as an artist because you're like like it just it's just a blur like not even necessarily like because you're comparing yourself to other people all the yeah. time like it's not that part of it I think it's just that like I don't know you see so much of it and I try you try to document so much of it that it just like whoop yeah whoop. like I try to keep my written set list from every show I've done and I try to keep like a log of every show I've done nice. um and then to make it better, I should be also right. Like someone I saw someone once was like, it's helpful and productive to like take notes about the shows, like every single time, you know, like what were your, what were things that went well, what were things that weren't went well or things that didn't yeah. go well. Um, and I do a little bit of that. Um, I try to stick more on the what went well side because <laughs> I am very self-critical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
which has gotten better in the past year, I will say, and definitely as a product of playing live and just like fucking up and like whatever, like, and also seeing people I look up to do that as well, <laughs> either live or like, you know, on their own socials. I think everyone's just getting more vulnerable and being like, listen, we're just freaking human beings. Like, yes, we yeah. can't all be like Britney Spears was not doing that because even maybe she even wanted to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we have these role models that were like so robotic and perfect um yeah. and like I grew up thinking like even though I didn't necessarily I mean let's admit like when I was younger there was only one type of person to be I think we talked about this but last time too maybe like there was only one type of like singer to be as a girl specifically mm. a lesser country artist and that was a pop star um yeah because like it's not the, the alternative girlies existed but unless like they were filtering in like in yeah. my consciousness like they were filtering and filtering and filtering in but like the only like example really that you were given was like either superstardom or nothing yeah Um, yeah. but as I got older I was like you know what sounds stressful and not fun that um like the the Britney Spears level you know of like control and whatnot yeah Um, obviously that's a very complicated situation for a lot of reasons but um she you know she was like someone that I looked up to like obviously (laughs) um but now there's girls like there's people like maggie rogers out there um there's other people like you know the the genre the the industry is just like changed and i think like the star cycle has changed yeah Um, yeah yeah but it's allowed people to be more imperfect and be more like i'm also a work in progress and i think that's also just like the nature of the indie side of the business and yeah um, the alternative side of the business and so as i started and at now, even now, like that just keeps getting more and more, you know, seemingly to be like this, like kind of where I belong, I suppose, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's nice because I feel like, I don't, it's just like a very human side of things. Yeah. 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 Matt, Madison Cunningham is another person I really idolize right now. Um, I think she, she's not only like one of the most talented people working right now, period. Um, and she's lovely but also like she's a very like very human and her shows are very human Um, even though like she doesn't she doesn't really make mistakes she's like too good she's like too good you know but like (laughs) it's a very like warm environment um and every time that I've seen her on tv or on a late show or on any sort of segment after having seen her live I'm like oh my god it's like the same like yeah because it's she's just so authentic and genuine I had those, I had this experience actually because I saw Maggie Rogers live. Like I'm seeing her in March. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, it was the okay. I have to say I was pretty lucky because it was at the Ali Pali and there were ten thousand people and I got somehow to the second row. Mm. So wow. um, that was I I I am lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, also because the tubes were striking that day in London. So I guess that's why I was lucky because my Airbnb was like around the corner. So okay. nobody was like queuing in when I like came there. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, uh, I don't know, you know, she, she's gone. I don't know quite sure yet right now if she's still indie because she released like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she released like <laughs> She released really heard it in a past life, like the big label, because she like went viral with the Philip. Sorry, how was wait Philip? No, what did she Philip. go viral for? Oh, this this Alaska video where uh 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I yeah, forgot that that's like... what the whole album was called. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Shame on me. Oh, I don't know what yeah, I thought. Anyway. I thought it was just like, I don't know what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she went, she went like, and then she like went indie with her like her new like she like she founded a label and then she released like her old demos. Mm-hmm. But then yes. now they're releasing Surrender. I was like, is she still indie? Because you know, of the promotion kind of thing she's done, you know, with yeah, because she's know, a bigger these... label. She's with she with Capital now? Yeah, could be. Or an off, at least an offshoot of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I was that's like, a good point. I never I mean, because about like the the sound of it too. Because in my yeah. head, I'm like, I've been calling it like when I think about the surrender, I think of, I'm like, oh, that's an indie pop album. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a good point though, because like all the girlies, like they're really like if you want to be like like technical <laughs> about yeah. it yeah i guess you could argue that they're not independent because they're with labels yeah, yeah and they're pop more pop than they are like straight up indie vibes yeah yeah but they're all saying they're indie pop spotify is calling them indie pop yes apple yes, music yes. is calling them indie independent artists specifically another person i love holly humberstone is another example um she's still on the up and coming but she's very popular. Like, she has a huge following. She's open for, like, similarly to Chapel, like, she's open for Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, she's you, she's British. She's a Brit. But she does have, like, a team behind her. But her whole aesthetic and everything is, like, indie. And she's getting yeah. the indie label. And so then it, and it's like this, it, get, it confuses the rest of us who are actually independent. Yes. Because it's yes, like, yes, you're, yes. But you're stealing, like, you're stealing yeah. our like the space you have yeah and it's like yeah. not to say that they're not in those states to say that they're taking opportunities because it's like no not like that like they're just on a different playing field and it's just confusing the audience i think is what is like yeah is the it's the thing here it's confusing the audience and it's confusing those of us who are still trying to figure the, ourselves out because like, not only are, are we up against the Beast anyway, but the Beast is constantly, like, changing literally the name of the game yeah. and changing what we call things and, like, changing, like, what you need to, like, be, sound, like, have, know in order to, like, associate with a specific genre. And maybe this is me all just, like, being in my head and, like, no, being no, no, insecure no, no. about what I sound like and, like, how I should present myself because, like, I'll admit, like, branding is hard and, like, being independent yeah. and having no, te- you know, that's hard, like... It's yeah. bizarre to try and figure that shit out, you know, um, all by yourself and not get wrapped up in all of that. But at the same yeah. time, it's like they're 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 changing the game a little bit. And like we don't still even know how to fully play it. So it's like interesting. Like, yeah, like they're all and in some ways it helps. I think also because it's easier for me to be like, oh, I'm indie pop like these artists. But the thing about it is that, that they're still indie enough. Or they're still alternative yeah. enough that like people still don't know who I'm talking about. Like I am shocked to tell yeah. you how many times I've mentioned like Maggie Rogers and people are like, who's that? Like even oh. my Gen Z little sister. She, I mean, she's, she's, I think she's like 24 now or something like that, but like, she's younger than me. Like even she, like, usually, you know, you think like, I don't know, like the younger they are, the more people they know. <laughs> yeah. She and I have very different music tastes, but it's like, I don't know, like she's played lots of late night TV. Like I thought people knew who she was, but like, no most people still don't know who Maggie Rogers is and they definitely don't know Holly Humberstone yet, you know, and they definitely yeah. like chapels on the rise. 
and I feel like I, I like found more people who I know, who I've, who I know personally in my life, who are listening to her as well, who I did not know were listening to her like the whole time I was. So that's yeah. been exciting. But like, you know, you go out onto the street, travel around, like most people probably. So I'm like, is that why? Like, I don't know. I'm like, what's your method of measurement here? Yeah. So what I recognized is like, cause you know, I have a podcast Okay, so I started this podcast. It was mostly because I just wanted to interview people I look up to. And because I listened to a lot of music, a lot of musicians came on my podcast. And suddenly I was starting at the music interview charts. And I was like, oh, I'm a music podcast. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for like, thank you for putting me into a genre. That's good. Okay. Um, so then I've been like, all right, I think I will be focusing around that more. And like, especially like the indie industry, because I, you know, I listen to a lot of independent artists and I love supporting them, like buying their merch or like providing them to the podcast. And, uh, and I like, you know, I was on a interview with someone and he was like, he's a literary and indie musician. And he was like, I discovered so many new artists over your podcast, like keep going. I was like, I keep yeah. Going. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Seriously. And it's so interesting because now like indie is trend. I don't know. I have this year, this year, so many things went viral and suddenly people were like screaming, hell yeah, for this. And I was like, you laughed at me for liking this three years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So same with the indie, you know, I was like, everybody was like been talking about indie music. And then I was like introducing myself and I was like, yeah, I have a music podcast. And then uh, and then they were like oh indie music like yeah like um like I was at a concert and they were like so you listen to 1975 and I was like I do listen to them but they're not indie thank you <laughs> what, what are uh, they like alternative rock I mean like pop rock? I saw them at the indie playlist the other day I was like this is wrong and that's the thing yes that's why yes. I think like it's become like like obviously I think when it started like when it started it was literally independent because it literally meant what it meant like you don't have any support you don't have a label like you're doing it on your own I do think like I guess I do have an answer like I'm but it's like I do think that it's also because like it has come to mean like the sound as well like it's come to represent like an an aesthetic like you mentioned and like the fact that it can trend like the fact that it's it's more like indie is more like to me it means more than just um just about like the label stuff as well yes, so like yeah is. like I was ragging on like it's getting confusing blah, 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 blah. but ultimately yeah, like, yeah but it is getting confusing because people nowadays like yeah. when they want to get into indie music or like they want to like discover more indie artists like you know independent artists about a label and they go on these indie pop playlists they they struggle finding really artists without no label it's true it's true and it's like I I don't know about yours I mean mine is a special case because I listen to way too much meditation music but my (laughs) discovery weekly my discovery weekly used to be I used I found I can't tell you like all the music that I know and love now that I never would have heard of before like I found because of Spotify and what it was giving me and it was giving me at the time like low like um like lesser known artists like I guess yes. they were still signed yeah I would have to like- I would have to fact check because I don't rem- it was so like when it started started like I don't remember you know ultimately <laughs> everybody you know um yeah. and maybe they're signed now 
but I, it definitely was giving me more of a mixture. Yes, now yes, that yes. my Discover Weekly program is effed because I can't re-algorithm it, I'm trying. I'm still trying because my friends were yeah. like, switch to meditation sound podcasts instead of albums, and I'm like, okay, I'll try that. Anyway, hasn't worked yet. But anytime I go to a daily mix or yeah. anytime I go to those like indie playlists or like new and noteworthy or like fre- the fresh finds one in particular mm-hmm. has been getting mm-hmm. my goat because they're putting like Olivia Rodrigo on there. That's yes. a pop bitch. Love you, yes. girl. No shade. But you don't belong on that playlist, motherfucker. Yes. You've got yes. the Dan Negro. I'm sorry, but if you've got Dan Negro on your tracks, like... And I know yeah. Miss Chapel Hoogan, love you, champion you queen. But it, I don't think that's it's this is a Spotify thing for me. Like yes, this is yes, on yes. them. Yes, like yes. There's there maybe there's another category that better fits everyone. But it's yes. like I feel like now I'm I'm still being pumped with like the trending stuff, the popular stuff, which is pretty yes, awesome. Yes, but yes, it's like yes, I went to this playlist so I can find something different, new, and unheard of. That I, yes. I maybe don't know, or maybe has 3,000 yes. views and is spectacular. But it's not doing that. They're not doing that. Well, they're the ones making money. Like, it's like, da, 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 da. I don't yeah. care money. Like, right now, like, that's not my thing. But it's just like, that's very much a problem for other people who are yes. like investing more, you know, like, or whatever their reasoning is for wanting to make money behind their streams. Like, we all yeah. have our reasons. But it's like, on top of that, like, it's just embarrassing, you know, like it's yeah. embarrassing. It's a yes. little like. <laughs> I was actually shocked the other day. I went uh, to the modern, or was it was the retro soul playlist or the modern electric one. And I found, have you heard of Drug Dealer? Say again? Drug Dealer. I think so yeah yeah the thing was yeah it was kind of known to me too but I listened to it and was like and then I kind of saw like he didn't really have many I mean I don't know let me check that but he just dropped like a new album and it was like like you know something completely fresh to me so I was like oh my god I'm finding something new suddenly his number one song has 33 million streams yeah but like, like the maybe. new album doesn't have many. So it yeah. was like you like Spotify, you give me something completely new, like something fresh. Like what is going on? Yeah, right. Because it used to be so good at it. And it used yes. to be like constant. Like it used to be yes, constant, yes, yes. constant constantly. Yeah. And I guess like it, I guess it th- once it figures you out, it thinks like there was a period of time where it kept feeding me too, like the same. Like it thought that I didn't know the songs in it. I'm like, you pitched this to me two years ago. I already listened to this song like once a week. Um, yes. I don't know. And I know that that stuff is so individualized because like everybody's user experience is different. Yes. Yeah, I, okay. But those editorial playlists, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I really yeah. kind of, I stopped, like I'll still apply to them. And of course, like, but I, like, I was so like riled up. <laughs> by that yeah. when I released my first two even though I knew it wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna hit them like I still yeah. was like no I need to like try my hardest because they say that's the <laughs> I guess like I've learned so, about so many other like things yeah. over yeah. the past like year or two you know that are not involving like cow you know like totally like bowing down to the Spotify editorial gods like 
I, I went to a workshop that um, my friend, um, her name's Kat did. She's really cool. I'm trying to remember her last name right off the top. But Kat Hamilton. Kat Hamilton, who's LA based, really cool artist. She did a um, DIY tour workshop. Zoom wow. situation where she was like listen i just got back because she did like a like cross country like all around the all around yeah. town tour um and she did it by herself and oh, she's wow. boss and she was like i just want to like share my what i learned and so it was just like a one night zoom um but she told us a lot about that process you know and how that went and, and what to do and what to look out for but my main takeaway from it was like, like, okay, yeah, like gaining a fan base and like connecting with people still is rooted in mm-hmm. those like traditional. And when I say traditional, I mean like you go out to the show and you play the show and you meet the people and then, yeah. you know, you form like actual connections with them and then you go. Um, traditional ways of m- making it. And like everyone yeah. has a different perspective of what making, making it means. Is. Um, yeah. I think all of us obviously would love to break even on whatever we, you know, invested yeah. to make this stuff. A goal for me making it is being able to play consistent shows with a full band because that means I'm paying those people and then nice. I, those shows are paying us. Like, yeah, that's me. I've made it. If I get there, will I have maybe a new version of making it? Sure. Absolutely. Because yeah. like, what is goal setting if you don't achieve your goals and then set more goals? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> but like, I got it. I take it step by step. I try to yeah. like when it comes to like day-to-day operations, you know, cause like there's no yeah, sense yeah, yeah. in getting like worked up about things that I can't control and that I can't change, but like I can control, like I can keep going out for shows. I could like yeah. improve my EPK. Like I need a press kit. Like one of my goals for the next year is when I do release, like I'm going to be doing it differently. And by differently, I mean differently than how I thought I was going to be doing it in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but the same as people have been doing it for eons i'm gonna yeah. go back to the let's record the material we pick a single and then the chunk comes out model because i am sick to death of feeling like i need to churn out singles in order to be relevant yes. with the algorithms because you know what i just don't have that in me right now and it yeah. is what it is and that's fine and my brain works narratively it works like like I have an Ethel Kane brain you know like I have a Maggie Rogers brain like I think all of these girlies yeah. who I identify with it's because like we like to tell stories from like the big picture and the nitty-gritty you know it's like yes yes they're doing is. it from like the classic way Maggie for example like they drop the single you know it's and yes that comes out of like the label system and like that's the way that they decided yeah. that we should do it but it works and it's like it's a yes. nice way to present yeah. A concept, yeah. you know, like a story, uh, an era, whatever. Yeah. Um, and my other thing is I'm I really want to fucking take on a stage name. Sorry, I'll say that again for you. I really want to take on a stage name. I just don't want to know what it is yet. And it's not stressing me out. I don't claim that energy anymore. I just haven't figured it out yet. Um, but I saw someone else I know is who's an indie artist, also just did it. And for the same reasons as I had, it turns out, which is like I feel you feel when you're under your own name, you just feel constrained. You just don't feel like you can truly artistically like do what you want to do. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that means to you. 
Um, and I just think that like, I need, I personally, like I need the Hannah Montana effect. Like I need to be able to separate who I am and like what I'm doing because it is a project, you know, it is yeah. a musical project. And and I've seen Chapel refer to her, her project as that a lot. And that has really helped me because like, she said like, you know, she, cause she's very gracious and she is like, thank you for supporting my project. Thank you for being a part of this project. Thank you for being along for the project. And I'm like, that's a good reminder because like, I need to separate myself from the beast, you know, because like, yeah, it is like you know it is hard and it is a lot of work but it's like it's like any other job you know like you don't like it's not like yes it's my whole life like obviously um but like I'm a purse like as a person like I found myself I really find myself needing to like make a distinction and it's funny because even my like family is starting to ask they're like are you gonna because they're nervous that they're gonna get found on the internet and I'm like, and and it, in their defense, really? I always make fun of them because I'm like, how famous do you think I'm going to get that? How fast? Like, be yeah. serious. Like, be ever for real, you know? And they're like, Olivia, the like, they can find us now. You don't have to be famous for them to find us on the internet. And I'm like, okay, I actually hear you. That's a good point. Like, like I, I hear you a little bit because it's, di- it's different, you know, like people yeah. be Googling and like. Like, I, you know, I, I don't understand why there needs to be any shame around someone's artistic endeavors. Mine are particularly tame right now, you know, but families be families and they just want to remain in the absolute shadows. And when yeah. you are the one who wants to be in the spotlight, like you are taking everyone who's ever known you along with you for the ride. Like, yeah. And like even our yeah. favorite artists who like, you know, you think that's their name, like it's not like along the way, like. You know, so I'm like, and, and this person who I, who I follow and who I know is, was saying the same thing. They're like, I just, I'm ready to like, it's a new era. I'm putting out new stuff. And so I'm like, okay, like that was really my sign. Like when, when I saw Spencer's post, cause I've seen one other artist do it that I follow. Addie Oasis is what she goes by now. She's a bassist and like a folk singer. Funky as hell. So fucking nice. cool. But she used to go by Adeline and like over this, I think it was, it's like that 2022, 2021 thing. I think it was this year. She, she also did the overhaul. She was like, I'm changing my name. I'm dealing with Spotify. Cause she had lots of tracks released. Like, and I'm like, yeah. I can't let myself get hung up on the technicalities of things. Like if I feel like there needs to be a brand shift, like I'll figure, I only have two songs out. That's simple. It's not a big deal yeah. to change the yeah. ISSCs or whatever they're called. You know, like that's not a big deal. Um, so that's the other thing that I think is on the horizon. I think that I am going to be um, like changing my artist name, and that is horrifying to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. horrifying. Like people, oh my god, I'm so excited to do that. Like no, because like it stresses me out because it's like you can do that sort of thing like once. Yeah, unless you start a new yeah. project, of course. Yeah, um, or you know whatever, like. Obviously, people can do whatever the fuck they want, but it's like if you want to be like a cohesive, like you got to stick something. Yeah, you know, so people who know what to call you, who you are, yeah. where you're coming from. Um, and it's scary, I guess. You know, yeah. So there's, it is scary. there's that. That's on the horizon, I, but I think it'll get easier yeah. the more that I do it. Um, I dyed my hair dark recently. I don't know. Like I'm starting to Me just too. do impulsive things that like. Me too. Oh my god, yes, hair dye girls. Because I'm like, <laughs> I just, I need to like. Like I, I am always like, get over yourself. I say that to myself a lot. Like just yeah. literally get over yourself. Like what, what, like get over yourself. Yeah. Like, why are you like, 
Yeah. You know, what I mean? like that's me to myself in the mirror, like, bitch, like, seriously, like, <laughs> just get it done. It is scary, like, choosing a name because sometimes I catch myself, you know, when I was in England, I referred to like Bonnie. So, like, and I went to a lot of concerts and like I talked about my podcast. So I knew I would introduce myself as Bonnie, but like, Bonnie mm-hmm. is not my real name, you know? So, um, it was, it was like interesting because sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, you know, because I caught myself Bonnie Robinson when I was like, six fifteen. So I'm like thinking at some point, will I will I regret it? Cause you know, will I be mm. like at 35, will I be like, oh God, I caught myself Bonnie Orbison because I really listened That's to Roy Orbison. I didn't realize that you chose that. I see? chose that. You had see, I thought that was your name. It's like and you're the yeah. only one who's gonna be like, oh my god, people are gonna know it's not my name. Oh my god, people. Are... But it's like everyone else, like they they just like psych. I think it, it must be some sort of like when yeah. someone tells you their name, you just take it as you take it because that's what their name is. They just told you, so it's like yeah. well, I'm so in my head for no reason. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recognize that because um, I'm going. So I I changed websites. I like uh, deleted like my Bonnie Orbison website. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's still there, but it's like linking to you to the uh, new one. And because yeah. uh, I'm a publisher and I want to approach uh, publishing other writers work next year. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do this very professional. I'm going to create the new website I'm creating is for my publishing company. And uh, that one is like legally, you know, it's like legally, you know, like signed up here in the community with my legal name. So I have to put everywhere like my legal name into it. And I was like, oh, people will know that it's me, you know, (laughs) but actually people don't. They don't. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, you've got a publisher. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's me. But I just don't even believe that I have a publisher. Like, Um, yeah, that's really cool. Oh, that's really exciting. I think also we probably get hung up in like, because we're still so much like I'm still on such a local level that like yeah my fans are are my friends and family still you know and it's like I'm very like you know around the area but like once you get I feel like once you get over that hurdle that's actually the only that's not the only hurdle that I have is like having to explain it to everybody or like not or like just being faced with questions because like strangers don't know or care yes yes like they just take it as okay cool bitch whatever and it's like the people who don't know me yet they won't know me they'll know me as that you know so yeah. that's why I'm like I think I just need to get it not get it over with but it's like I want to start releasing things like under this project yes. like cohesively yes, my first two singles well great and close to my heart I don't even know if they'll I mean see this is where the business part comes in because it's like you should put them in the EP because they already have the streams so that helps you know but ultimately you know I'm on kind of I mean thematically yes they still fit but I'm like, there needs there for me, there there needs to be a shift in the work and there needs to be a shift because there already has been a shift in the work. Shit's yeah. written. Stuff the stuff is already there. You know, it's already written, it's already ready. It's just like a matter of getting it recorded and like figuring out yeah. how it's gonna land overall thematically. Um, you know, do I have money for videos? Do what do I have money for? How like what kind, how cheap and dirty can I do it? Because that's how I am too. Like, and I'm I don't necessarily think that everything needs to be glitzy and glamoury. Like I did yeah. when I first came here, you know, um, yeah. I thought I was going to be like, okay, like all my videos are going to be like film festival quality, this, that, the other thing. But I'm also kind of like, no, fuck that. Like, I want to like, no, I want to like, I want my videos to feel like they were made on, a, on like with our feet on the ground. Yeah. Like, 
a little stone, you know, and like on an iPhone, like, or whatever, you know, like I, <clears throat> I just wanted to feel, I just wanted to be normal. I don't, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I want it to be kind of just like, I guess kind of like a moment in just a moment in time. Cause that's what this stuff really kind of is. Yeah. And like the material is, I mean, the stuff I'm singing about is like about getting through past over stuff, um, being confused about like not wanting to, you know, be intimate or vulnerable, yeah. you know, and I'm like, it wouldn't, it, it doesn't make sense to me to then have any visual component be too like princess treatment. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I true, like, or too, not princess treatment, but too, like, like, like. Too glamorous glamorous like glazed over yeah like donut shiny perfect glaze like the Krispy Kreme effect I yeah think of it as um just because it doesn't and like the more the closer I get to it and like the longer I've been sitting with it because I've been sitting on this material for like some of it like over two years or some of it like yeah like over two years now basically um some of it's brand new like I, I've written a couple of things really recently where you know it's like songwriters perpetual problem it's like well like this one are you yeah. good is it gonna have to wait or is it good enough to just like does it match yeah. the other stuff I was planning already you know so I'm kind of in that phase as well of like trying to figure out what foot I want to put first and that's where the single model single by single model does come in handy because you can kind of just like do whatever as you want yeah but I'm like I think I'll end up in such a tornado of like mishmash personally that I won't be able to pull it together after that or I won't have like or I won't like I really want to have like like a like this is what um, my name right now whatever this is like this is what Olivia Tillman is like this is what ODT is I can't use ODT because there's already somebody else on Spotify who like that's like a whole fucking thing oh yeah because otherwise people are like why don't you just do that and I'm like it it's like a random Swedish rap group or something like that I yeah I see yeah. you've seen them yeah. um <laughs> yeah you're probably looking for me but it's like I don't remember what I was where I was going with that Oh, you, you know, yeah. When I, when I when yeah. people hear my name or see it, I want them to like get an image. Like this is what she's, or this is what she's about right now. Because like, you know, next era from the next era to the next era. That's weird, whatever. You know, that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. as a chunk of work, like I want it to be cohesive. Um, and I'm coming back yeah. to that because that's always how I've been. So I, I really try. I gave it the good. Let's see how that feels. <laughs> But I've yeah. decided, you know, I'm going to stick to my roots in that way. And I think that I'll yes. feel better about when things come out because it'll be way more, like, planned. Like, I am a control yeah. freak. Um, me too. You know, so me I think, too. like, for me, throwing doing single by single feels like throwing things against the wall. Yeah. I would yeah. rather give someone, like, a full meal rather yeah. than just like, throwing them snacks every couple of hours. Yeah. That's just me. I was, Yeah. I was thinking of that because when he said like you don't want to talk like you want to talk about not thinking in singles form but like thinking of an entire work of art basically and I was actually thinking it's interesting because the first thing that popped up in my mind was like that uh like last like beginning of this year uh Dessa I think that's how you pronounce her name Dessa Dessa that sounds familiar uh beginning of this year she like released every week a single and like kind of told the story throughout those 12 weeks I think it was and uh Riza is doing this now too 
Um, Interesting. Yeah, so I was That's like, clever. yeah, but at the same time, I was like thinking, well, you know, kind of it is like every week you have to promote a new single, which can get tiring. Yeah, I don't have the promo material budget, promo media budget, I don't think. Yeah. To like, I mean, that's not to say that I couldn't find a way to shoot however many weeks of stuff like self-portrait wise, but it's like, yeah. I still need, I would, I mean, you still got to do it all in advance, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, at that point, it's still I'm like, I think I'd rather do a five song EP or something. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have like a list that long. Like I could do something like that if I wanted to. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And I think like for me and for what I want to accomplish the Aries side of me right now, by the way, is like, do it, just throw them all out there and then they'll be out there and then you can move on and do something totally new. But like, yes, 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 yes. I know that. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want to let people at least sit with something for a little bit. Like, because I could do a chunk and then I can do the next chunk and I can do the next chunk and then I can do the next chunk. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take, take time. But then I'm always like, oh, I don't know. In that meantime, who knows what could happen in two years, three years? I mean, maybe yeah. all of a sudden I have a budget to make like, an album and people are asking for it and people are interested in it and my streams are up and I'm like okay well yeah. fine and then like someday do what Maggie did and like release an album with, like all those old demos like yeah. I'm interested in that like I'm kind of a person where I'm like there are certain things I definitely want to see the light of day but there are other things where I'm like if they don't that's fine maybe fine yeah, um, yeah or maybe you I only play that. them live or like stuff like that I don't I don't know you know that stuff's kind of all very much up in the air yeah, But it's funny because it's like so many of the songs that I am thinking about putting into that project, I have been playing live. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm trying not to get too hung up on like, oh, if I do like, you know, that release, people will have already heard them. Well, I think that's fine because then at least they know, you know, oh, well, I already knew it. This is the one that yeah. she played live that she always said, like the title was changing or whatever. Now it's this and this is what it is. Yes, you know, like that little Easter egg I also like and I think is fun. And yeah. I think is juicy, especially at the beginning as an indie yeah. artist and people want to follow along with like your, with your journey, you know, they want to follow along with like your, your how, it go, how it like started and how it goes yeah, and whatever, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. They want to be like a baby supporter and then be like, I listened to her when she was unpopular. Yeah. And there's still so much power in that. And I think like. Yeah. Yeah, like we like make jokes about it now and like people would get it like made fun of or, you know, shit on for being like that guy all the time. But like, yeah, that guy right there is like, <laughs> like got the turnkey and like what's going on, you know, like, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> like that's a cool guy. I mean, I don't know. I just um, yeah. I think that that's fun. Like the lore yeah. of it all. Too. I mean, I don't know. You look at bands who've gotten so big too, like the 1975, for example, even Taylor Swift, like the way people analyze her stuff, you know, like, oh yeah. And like, I do think she's a brilliant genius and like, she is out here like, like film, like putting, like she, she's yeah. doing, like I always have looked up to her for that as well. Like, even if I didn't necessarily like the material, I still have always been like, you girl, you're doing that thing you're doing uh, the 11th hour thing do you know that book did you I don't know how international this book was it's very niche because I don't okay okay so it's this book it's a children's book okay. it's called okay. the 11th hour it's it, it's illustrated it's this beautiful book but it's all about these animals who go to a feast 
and they bring like they go to this beautiful feast together and the thing is that like somebody eats all the food and you you're supposed to go and find the clues through the book to solve the mystery but it's Uh really fucking hard like i had this book my entire fucking life we still haven't and there's like an envelope that is has the answer in it I swear to God, like, unless my parents peaked or something, like, I still don't know what's in that envelope. It might still even be sealed because we never wanted to just give up and figure out, like, where were all these hidden secrets? But all the secrets, because they tell you the story and they're like, everything's in the book, my guy. And, like, people have told it, but it's, like, one of those things there's, like, you can't, like, it's, it's for kids, but it's really like truly a good mystery but I'm like that's yeah. how I see Taylor Swift like that's how I see um who else is I thinking of who does things like that it's really her like it's at the top of that list who did yeah, I say? yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift is like the queen of that yeah um, oh I was talking about the 1975 they have they have less of the like I'm telling you secrets but like the lo- I don't know like their fan base really knows like everything about them yeah like which like depending on what category maybe like okay that I don't need you to know about that but like um (laughs) you know like musically like they know everything and I'm like that to me just means that that people have been consistently paying attention and really invested and like from the start like that's that's cool I mean that's rock and roll baby you know yeah yeah well I I like that if they didn't care (laughs) yeah connect you know yeah that's true uh I wanted to say oh yeah I get about the you know the the I don't know the listeners who like listens to from the beginning and then like sees the growth I I I had this moment when I saw that Chaperone got interviewed by the Rolling Stone because I interviewed her back in February you know when she was like I was like what (laughs) you what like I'm on the pulse there okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, will a Rolling Stone hire me? Like, what is going I mean, or you could, you could, what do they call it in the writing world? But like, you could freelance, right, for them, maybe, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I discover you new artists. Keep, keep it up with the to. podcast. You could totally pitch to them. Like, I'll do <laughs> segment writing for you or something. Like, seriously. Yeah, I'm such a music nerd. So, like, I have, like, I can tell, I have so many facts about, like, from the 1950s to, like, now. And especially about, like, German music, like, the German music scene in the 70s and 80s. Also, like, West Berlin, like, West Germany and East Germany. Like, I know everything, kind of, in a way. And I was thinking, like, oh, I was, like, telling to my mom, I was, like, one day I will, like, put a a music book around that. Because everybody's, like, kind of invested in it. So, and, like, That would be sick. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know, because I'm always like, oh, I wouldn't, like, sell my books, like, my fiction novels to, like, big publishing companies because I got a deal once and then I declined it because it was just too, like, they controlled too much of me. Um, Mm. That's why I went independent. So I was, like, actually thinking, like, but I think I could sell that music book, you know? (laughs) Yeah, because that's more objective. It's fact. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, yeah, but at that point, like, in 20 years you know like do I want it then back then you know it was like or do I just keep it out independent as well like I don't know we don't know what will happen like 20 years but that was just a interesting like oh I'm considering traditional publishing for a music book this is interesting yeah yeah that would be so cool (laughs) I've been trying to 
um push myself to put more out on tiktok and instagram mm-hmm. just more consistently because i really yeah, hate that like when you go to my pages the first thing you see isn't always necessarily music right now <laughs> so i'm trying to <laughs> put things <laughs> put more <laughs> just put more out there because you know the more times you shoot your shot the better you have it yeah, you know i don't necessarily yeah. think that going viral is the answer to all yeah problems all the time or like the answer to everything all the time you know um but it would be cool. I mean, because it happened once with Push I, when those trending videos were yes. going around. It was like lots of text, right? And that really boosted my streams. Um, nice. You know, and it's like I didn't get some freaky label deal out of it where they were going to own all my stuff and turn me into a whatever. But I got a lot of streams out of it. And that was great. That, you know? That's so, true. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm more looking for that kind of exposure, you know, because I am yeah. still really wary of those big contracts. You know, if one comes along that yeah. doesn't suck. Would I take it? Yeah, we all would. You know, like I think, like, yeah, I'm sure there are people out there who are like, no, I never want to work with a label. But it's like I would if the if yes. it was right, and yes. if it was the right group of people, if it was the right you know deal, yeah, and if it was the right time, then yeah, why not? You know, like absolutely, yeah, um, I would certainly consider it. Get a little yeah. lawyer to read that, read that over, um, you know, but yeah. I, I I see what's happened to a lot of other people who have gone viral on TikTok and like immediately what happens after that. And yeah. um and so a lot of them have been transparent about it too. Like they got the contract and then it was dead in the water, or like they were all of a sudden being made asked to make stuff they didn't really believe in. And I'm like, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. It's a ambiguous. Do you say ambiguous? It's an ambiguous thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like which way it's gonna go. It, you and you don't know until you're faced with it and so that's why yes. I'm like there's no sense worrying about it right now because yeah. Yeah. we're trying to like groom myself for a label you know because there's like we all know of course there's lots of different things that we know that they look at like we know that they look at Spotify streams we know that they yeah. look at social media numbers we know that yeah. they look at all that stuff now but it's just like are you gonna let it rattle your cage or are you gonna just like do your thing until you find people yeah. who really align with you because yeah. I, I truly think that the secret is is the is still collaboration and and honestly like yeah. nepotism obviously but like aside from that like if you're not a nepo baby then it is still being in the right place at the right time and knowing the right people and being yeah. a good person and like i think being kind and being good to work with you know fun to work with yeah. um you know like these people who are collabing all the time and constantly getting work and constantly doing this and that like for the most part from like the people I'm looking at and like my ground of things, I don't think that those people are getting those things because they're assholes. Like, I don't think those people are getting those things because they're hard to really difficult to work with, you know? Yeah. Like I know people who've like met Maggie, like, cause like when she's playing on a new show or something and she was like, no, she was so lovely. She was so nice. You know, she was great to work with. And it's like, yeah, I'm just trying to be professional. You know, it's like, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I I'm confident that like, you know, if you just, anybody who's like doing their thing staying in their lane you know like minding their yeah. business flourishing networking and you know like trying to build like genuine connections with people whose work you think that you know you align with and like that's just called making friends like yeah you know what yes, I mean exactly. and like that's just like how it goes because like we all want to work with our friends and exactly. some of our friends just aren't our friends yet they just don't yeah. know it you know but it's like I don't know. Um, like, yeah, a weird I get you. like never meet your heroes and also like have a list mm. of people that you think you genuinely like could collaborate with if you were in yeah. the right place in time and like you had the right 
demo to show them and they were like oh I like that you know like I try to think yeah, more yeah. like that rather nice. than like who can take me to the top you know because it's like yeah it's never been about yeah like I guess some of the coolest things I want to do like are more towards the top but it's not because they're at the top that I want yeah because like yeah Maggie just so happens to be like really popping right now you know and like there are other examples I just can't can't think I've been thinking about her a lot lately um yeah like Rin Weaver for example and like Ethel Kane is on the up and coming Mm -hmm. like girl talk about Miss Ethel like she is someone where I'm like yeah 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 yeah. like we would have sat next to each other in the library in school and become friends like you know like that's the kind of person where I'm like hmm like I would love to sit to tea with you and just keep like hang out and chat yes Yes, like we have things in common bestie (laughs) like you know like so those are my that's like a goal of mine is to like be good enough that I feel comfortable like cold pitching myself to artists that I admire like having enough of a leg to stand on even if I'm still independent yeah yeah um, even if yeah. it's just in the sense because I think it's easier to do that for playing shows than it is you know to be like let me play like make a song to there that's delusional and we love to think delusionally because that's how manifesting works but yeah. like in a very practical <laughs> sense like like Madeline Kenny is an example like I've seen her play shows here like she's pretty indie like and she has a stern following where it's like if I got better and like, you know, whatever, I would a hundred percent feel comfortable, you know, reaching out to her, like, Hey, you have a show, like, can I open for you? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's my goal. Yeah. Uh, I Cause that. I feel like you only ever get places by asking, like asking yes. is for free. and yeah. you can't just sit around and wait. Like, you know, yeah. there's too many people out here to, to, to sit around and wait. So I'm like, that's I'm true. trying to get myself to a competitive level and, and then I'm trying to be in your face. Like, yeah. What's up? Nice. I was thinking about that because you know I haven't really I don't know I have interviewed like I've done interviews this year but I haven't really done as much as interviews I've, as I've done before um and but I was like constantly like you know reaching out to artists and like telling them I love their music especially like indie artists and like keeping in touch with them because mm-hmm. of like of a potential interview and there were like two examples like one we just like no friends you know like I don't want to even into like you know if if she's like releasing a single of course I would like support her but like now we're like friends I don't want to interview her in a professional sense you know or like um and another another indie artist kind of turned into um they kind of always postponed the interview so we never really ended up doing the interview but uh we've met at a concert like after that concert in London now and mm. it was just like as we you know as we we're like friends and I was like okay I think you pushed past the interview and we'll never do that that's okay that's okay we're just pals now yeah, yeah. so <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so yeah I don't know it's interesting and I was about networking I have to say I've I've never looked like really at myself as like a journalist but uh, I went to concerts and like I hate I had I hate bragging because you know we just see bragging from like the most selfish people and we're like so pissed off that they brag. Yeah. Um, but I was at a concert of like a band of like a pretty indie band. So uh, they were like and they had like openers which were like even more indie. It was like crazy. It was like really mm. indie. And um, and they're like from the opening band. The moms were at the concert. <laughs> 
and I talked to them because they were like the only ladies like I was really early there so they were like the only ladies I could talk to because the other were like boys and I, like you know yeah. I didn't want to talk to them and I talked to them and I said yeah I have a music podcast and they were like so you're a journalist and I was like uh-huh yeah. and then and then they were like you know suddenly I was like they were pitching their sons to me mm-hmm. and I was like Oh, I'm, you know, because I'm like constantly thinking about writing, like I need to network more. And suddenly I was in the network. Like suddenly yeah. I was like the important person in the room to With impress. It. And I was like, yeah. And An I was opportunity. Like, yeah. This is crazy. Totally. This is scary. And like after the concert, the, the sons was like, the, you know, they, they stood like in a row there were like, hi on this, hi on this. And they were like, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. And That's they were so like, we've heard you a journalist. And I was like, <laughs> yep that's me yes you are 100 percent. yeah that was that was the weirdest situation like I suddenly having four boys surrounding me and like pitching themselves like after their moms yeah. pitched them that was like I was like yeah that's like funny. you know and I just heard them live I've never heard of them before so I couldn't like say immediately like I've got an oh, interview great you know work yeah like love your work like I don't know you just met you <laughs> yeah but it, it was like crazy to me to think of like oh wow like I was actually scared of myself too <laughs> like look at me oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah there were a lot of indie moments I maybe should I just do like a podcast episode talking about the indie moments I've met on my UK trip because yeah I went like an episode like, about it at least yeah yeah I was like <laughs> we just like we just kept hopping from one topic to another one don't we yeah did, did you have any more questions for me maybe we should do another bonnie's legends check i mean you know like i know your name and like a happy birthday because from the first episode we did but mm-hmm. like um yeah okay so who is your legend my legend right now yes can i look at my phone is that allowed <laughs> yes, i need a refresher <laughs> i'm one of those people where it's like I'm thinking about it until I'm asked about it and then everything just goes blank. Yeah. I think you gave the same answer the last time. At least I'm consistent. Um, but I feel like there is I, somebody I've yeah. been obsessed with these days and I just... I guess like... Oh, oh my God. Duh. See, like, now it's like, duh. Um let me ask you this do you mean like like right now or like of all time well if someone would ask me who's my legend I would be like of all time like someone like like overall not just like they're a legend okay yeah overall (laughs) of all time I feel like I must say I feel like I must say Faith Hill even though that's surprising, oh. probably, because she's country. But she, <laughs> her music, like her CDs were some of the first CDs I was, I ever owned, period. But she was like one of the only ones I was allowed for some reason. I don't know, like my parents, <laughs> like they didn't let me just pick out anything. Like they don't, and the thing about it is like, they don't listen to country music. So, okay. and I was so little that it's a combination of like, I'm not sure if they were like, oh, she seems like god-fearing woman that's fine or if i was like that lady like she looks like 
she's pretty because she was blonde you know I was probably like she looks like a Barbie because I was like young you know but I don't yeah. really know why exactly yeah. she ended up I think maybe the other reason is because she did have like like her this kiss single might have been on the radio like she had a single on the radio or okay. something and I think like that one song I was like I like that song and then I was like okay well back in the day he was like well I'll buy the whole cd yeah um, <laughs> but that woman taught me how to sing oh wow it's because of her I mean she was the first person I remember I mean it, the order in my memory of like goes it's like Faith Hill and then like Avril Lavigne yeah and I and now I'm like oh I should have said Avril Lavigne because like obviously she's a because like Faith Hill was the first time I realized I wanted to sing. Avril Lavigne was the first time I realized I could be a singer. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like a hybrid moment. Yeah. Kind of like the two of them. Because yes. they, I kind of like came into awareness about them at the same time too. So they're very like. Yeah. And since they're so different, it's like, yeah, she, Faith was the voice, but Avril was like the vibe, obviously. Like, yeah. She was the first person, you know, other than the pop stars who I had seen and like I knew who Alanis Morissette was but I didn't know what she looked like I didn't know what her story was you know I had no idea other than like what the song sounded like so truly like yeah. ah, I was at a loss for her but like I had the Avril CD you know I knew what she looked like um um you know I had the, I had the pamphlet you know whatever like CDs were so yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I started for some reason I was able to see the music video for a few of her stuff like in her second album why the hell would I have had access to that? Because we didn't have cable in my house. I had it at my grandparents' house where I did spend a lot of time, like every day after school. But like, I was so young that I was like, where, where would I have seen it? Because <gasps> YouTube didn't exist yet also. Yeah. <laughs> um, it might have been iTunes. If anything, it could have been like, a clip on iTunes. Like I didn't see the whole thing, but like I had a sense of like, you know what I, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say. Like, I get, I get what you mean. I knew like, she was like, Oh God. So like, she really was like my first, like, ugh. I was like, you don't, you mean I don't have to be. Cause I was very, I've always been very femme. I was raised very femme, very girly, like very gendered. No hate, no shame, whatever. It's fine. It's just the way it was. But, um, there always was that little part of me that wanted to rebel so bad because I grew up like yeah. a ballet dancer and like we were Lutheran. <laughs> we went to church, you know, and yeah, okay. Um, I was always supposed to be, but you know, polite and you know, like a lady. And I took like when I was little for some reason, like I really was obsessed with being like polite and quiet and like etiquette was like I was like obsessed with etiquette. It was like weird. I think it was because I thought <laughs> that like it was the classic like Disney princess me a Thermopolis of it all I was like one day yeah. I could just like find something out or like I don't know I think I'm like secretly lost royalty I was a big Anastasia girl as well uh, yeah yes, animated yes, yes. film oh my god so when I was little I was very like into that but mm -hmm. it also I was like I kind of just you know I was like I'm a punk I mean I think like down there deep somewhere and I don't necessarily identify with all of this aesthetically but like Oh, you know, because she wasn't yeah. totally prim and proper, but she still sang a good ballad. Like Avril, yeah, pipes. You know, so the, I would say that. Another question was, which I remember, your it was I don't know, I did the Spanish Legends game at that time. I don't do that anymore because I lost most of the cards. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I remember I remember you picked a card and that card kind of became now the fifth like question of the Bonnie Sessions check and I still know your answer so I'm, I'm interested in like what you will say now um this time so, yeah so what is a song you consider like an all-time like all-time classic because it's just so good and I was like thinking of this because uh uh this evening i listened to my david bowie playlist and you know when you like i don't know when you're a big fan of like someone like david bowie you don't listen to the the big ones you know because you don't you don't want to be um you know you want to be cool so you listen to the other yeah stuff. and uh i pressed like shuffle and heroes went on and i was just like oh this is such a good song <laughs> Like I know why it's so hyped, uh, why it's yeah. like such an old time classic. So yeah, kind of in that sense. Oh, I know where I'll oh, I can go to find one really easily. I have a playlist called nice. um, David Allen Boucher, <laughs> and it's like that's the name of the radio DJ who did the night show at the for the radio station I would listen to when I was back home as a kid. Okay. Um, Magic nice. 106.7. Magic 106.7. And I don't know if he still does bedtime magic, but he did for like years and years and years and years. Okay. It was like pop rock and soft rock hits from the, you know, 80s, 90s now. And like maybe even the yeah. 70s. I'm trying to find the playlist because it's perfect. Hang on. Okay. Let me just search for it. David, because that's where I keep all the like mm -hmm. classics. Oh my God. There's so many on here. I'm like this one, that one, this one, that one. Control um, I have no idea what I said last time, so I'm not trying to like guess right. <laughs> um, I'm just genuinely trying to think. Let's see. Okay, like I think you will you will be surprised what he picked the last time. I think really, I think I will be too. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, um, okay. I'm torn right now between "Heaven" by Brian Adams, "Come to My Window" by Melissa Etheridge. And um, she's like the wind from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I agree. There's a lot of one. That's that's wow. I'm so torn between those three right now. So I feel like, or oh my god, I just died in your arms by cutting <gasps> crew. Oh. <laughs> like oh oh, and like this one, like. Personally, like on a personal level, Walking in Memphis, because that song was, it wasn't my parents' mm -hmm. wedding song, but it was, I was told in their wedding video, but yeah. I didn't know that until I was like a grown person. I've loved that song my entire life. So when I found out that that was like also the case, I was like, okay, come through. Like that song is totally iconic. Yeah. And I, I accidentally ended up going to college with his daughter, Hamily. She's awesome, fantastic filmmaker, wonderful person. Um, we did when we meet, we met, and I found out like that, that was like actually her dad. I was like, I know you probably got this a lot, but like you like your dad like a little changed my life a little bit. I was like, that song, like yeah. it's like I, like that song is so, like I can't and this was before I even knew about my parents. I told her about that once I found out later, but I was nice. like, you don't, I was like, I don't yeah. like know how to, I was like, I'm trying to be cool right now. Cause she's very cool. She's like a very fucking cool person. And yeah. I was like trying not to be a fucking weirdo, but I was like, I don't know. Like it just, 
he's a wonderful guy and I love his brain that's all and she was like oh my god no I actually don't hear that that often like because it was such a one-hit wonder ball and I'm like like shut up like stop talking right now I was like best song ever so like honestly like I don't know I might have to just pick that one okay that song I would love to do a cover of that one one day um Cher has like her cover is great as a great example because it's like I don't think she changed she may have I think she raised the key a little bit actually it's still Cher alto range but that's what I like about it like I can sing it in his register I would love to do like a full like like a full-on cover of that one one day that's a goddamn classic but I I truly I I forgot about I just died in your arms yeah that song is (laughs) oh like what did they put in there like I'm gonna open the yes. and I'm gonna open the year because I for, I don't remember like it's it's like in the eighties, like eighty five. I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, oh God, it's good. Okay, um, I Jesus. I had to tire like as a child. I love yeah eighty six. Oh wow, that was a that was a close guess for me. <laughs> almost the nineties. Yeah, it's like almost getting into like 90s oh my god i just um yeah that song i listened to this a lot uh when i was like a child because my dad used to play it a lot i don't know but i always had like this one music video concept in my mind spinning when it like came on so when he like dropped the name i saw the music video immediately in front of my eyes which i've never i don't think i've even seen the music video before no 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 not the actual music video i had like my own music video in my mind (laughs) oh oh sorry got you i misheard you <laughs> yeah I was, okay okay um yeah nice but also she's like the wind like that that's it that's that's a good one like because oh, pedic space is just did that one track like he never did anything else amazing super sad yeah yeah uh did you do yeah i've read his biography so i'm just gonna drop my <laughs> I mean... um yeah, because after Dirty Dancing, he had, like, so many, like, he got so many roles to, like, act. And because he, he struggled, like, he struggled, like, eight to ten years, he struggled to, like, actually get a present acting job. And I mm. think then he got, like, The Outsiders, and then it took off, like, obviously. Like, yeah. um, And then, like, after Dirty Dancing, he got, like, so many roles that he didn't want to, like, risk like his acting career because he really loved acting he didn't want to risk it to just do more music although he enjoyed it but like mm. his wife says like his wife like wrote it with him because he was you know, already sick when they wrote it and she was like writing like that he continued to play like guitar and he loved to like sing mm. um yeah just a little fun fact about Patrick Swayze <laughs> I didn't know that yeah wow yeah it was nice it was nice talking to you again yeah you too thanks so much